Hey everyone, King Kyrie here, and I'm going to be talking today about the pro-life versus pro-birth debate that's been going on for a while. I saw this happening, of course, on Twitter and all over social media, where a lot of the uh, pro-choice people were accusing pro-life individuals of being pro-birth and not pro-life. And so, thinking about it, seeing some of the things they've been posting, the pro-choicers, I have sort of come to agree with this whole sentiment that pro-lifers are actually more pro-birthers. And what does that mean? Let's let's go to, into that in further detail. A lot of the people claiming to be pro-life, uh, I've looked at many of their profiles, you know, when they respond to people, when they respond to me, and they have very conservative ideals. Uh, they don't believe in health care for all. They don't believe in, um, you know, the Social Security benefits, they don't believe in welfare, they they believe that the person who has the child should be the one to take care of them. Now, if they were indeed pro-life, as so many people have pointed out, they would be concerned from start to finish of how that person's life turns out, yes, if they were indeed pro-life. Also, if they were pro-life, wouldn't they be caring a little bit more about our planet, considering how many trees we cut down for useless bullshit? Like those paper bags at the grocery store. Why do we need those? Do I understand that plastic is just as bad? Yes, I do. But at the same time, there should be a bigger movement for the pro-lifers to sort of help preserve our planet for all of humanity and all of the uh, God's creatures because a lot of them seem to be religious. And on that note, they believe that God has sort of used us as his, you know, soldiers of fortune, that we're the ones that are going to inherit his kingdom, and that we are inherently more important than all of his other creatures. And so they are under the impression that everyone has, or everything has, the right to life. That makes no sense from a natural standpoint. If you look at nature, you will have a, a pride of lions hunting and when they get close enough to a water buffalo, will that water buffalo pull out a piece of paper and say, no, 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 right to life. I've got a right to life. Y'all got to go somewhere else. And the lions just scamper off somewhere else? No. And so people, are, when I've explained this to them, they're like, that's a, a broken analogy. That doesn't make any sense. Well, from my standpoint, from my perspective, what you're saying makes no sense. What naturally on this planet has a given right to live just because it exists? I have never heard or known of anything on this planet that deserves to live simply because it exists. Now, on the topic of abortion, there are no other animals capable of aborting a child. However, there have been studies and there have been findings that many animals, mammals, from my from what I've seen, abandon their young early enough knowing that the, the child is going to die but because they cannot take care of them. Now, if that species were smart enough to discover abortion and they knew that they wouldn't be able to take care of their child, I think, personally, I mean, this is my opinion, but they would indeed have an abortion. I love the Discovery Channel. And there was a piece over, like, this mystery of what's been killing all these baby dolphins. They were trying to figure out what has been killing all these baby dolphins. Now, I saw this years ago. When I say years ago, I'm talking about at least seven to eight years ago. And if I were you, I would highly recommend looking this up 
because there were instances where you would have male dolphins segregate a single female from the pod or the squad or whatever it's called. I'm pretty sure it's a pod. And they would they would continuously rape her. They would take turns raping her. After the child was born, she didn't want to take care of it. The pod didn't want to take care of it. So what they did was they killed it. And there have been instances where people caught like these young dolphins flying out of the air. And they're like, what's going on? What's doing this? Come to find out if a, a closer inspection upon the video that it's other adult dolphins killing these unwanted children. Dolphins have been shown to do it. Bears have been shown to abandon their young if they cannot take care of them. So have tigresses. So I don't understand this whole idea of what we're doing is ungodly when in fact several other animals do it. Are you saying if you're a pro-life person that it's better to have a child that you know you don't want, birth it, then abandon it? You're saying that that's more moral than doing what you know and you feel in your heart is right and making sure that child does not grow up to have a shitty life or having a life where there, there's no certainty that they will be taken care of. Because I challenge all the pro-lifers listening to this to contact me and let me know how many children you sponsor, not just America, but around the world to make sure that they have their three square meals a day they have clothes on their back, they've got shoes on their feet, and they got a roof over their heads. How many pro-lifers out there have adopted at least two children? Look at the American adoption system, and then look at the adoption system around the world. I know quite a few of Asian women who have been adopted by wealthy white people and brought to America. And there are a lot of people who are pro-choicers who have called that system out. It's like you're willing to make all of these American women have their own children, right? But when it's time to adopt, many of you will go to other countries and adopt children because why? It's cheaper. If you are pro-life, why don't you give life to the people that, that need it here in America instead of going out and finding a cheaper version? I'm not saying that these other children don't deserve it, but if it's all about money, because that's what it seems to be, why is that the, the uh, deciding factor and who you choose to adopt? And it, to me, that doesn't make sense. If you are a pro-lifer, everyone deserves a chance, right? Regardless of how expensive or inexpensive it is. Also pro-lifers, how much money are you willing to pay as far as taxes go to ensure that these children who the women choose to give up and choose to put up for adoption... Make it sure that they find a home, that they, if they don't find a home, that they have what they need in their foster homes and their foster shelters. I do firmly believe that if pro-lifers were to come together, pull their money together along with the pro-choicers, uh, I'm not just making it a one-person issue, though pro-choicers and pro-lifers came together with their taxes, they would make the lives of all of these unwanted children a lot better. Because if you look up the statistics for children after a certain age here in America, the likelihood of them being adopted is very, very slim. It's also very, very slim for children who come from the same home to be adopted by the same person if the age differences are too great. So if there's a nine-year-old and a three-year-old, 
the odds are the three-year-old will get adopted before the nine-year-old, and the nine-year-old may not get adopted at all. And it's these things here that I think pro-lifers don't really care about. Let me tell you guys a very personal story. And this is a true story. If you would like, you can contact me, and I will put you in touch with my mother. But here's how it starts. My mother was a very promiscuous woman. She had my uh, brother who's before me. His name is Bryce. He's the middle child. Three months before she got pregnant with me. So he was three months old and then I was conceived. When my mom found out she was pregnant with me, my father, who was married at the time, told her to get me an abortion and he gave her the money to pay for it. When my mother went to go get an abortion, the abortionist talked her out of it and said, hey, if you have this third child, the money you receive from the government will go up exponentially because the amount of money you receive for two children is nowhere near as much. And so my mom thought about it and she decided to keep me. My mom's deciding factor for keeping me was not her love for me. It was the fact that she would get more money for having a third child. When my father found out, he took my mother to court, stating that she stole the money that was supposed to be used for my abortion and decided to keep me. Well, that didn't go over so well with the judge because the judge, according to my mother, was a woman. And the woman was firmly believing in the woman's right to choose. And so she decided that since my mom decided to keep me, that my father would indeed have to pay child support and that he would have to pay (laughs) uh, the amount of money he gave her every two weeks until my 18th birthday. So apparently my mom was given 250 bucks. So the judge ordered him, my father, to pay 500 bucks or 250 bucks every two weeks. So that way I would be taken care of. Now, coming back to my life, I didn't have the best life. In fact, I was abused quite a lot, both physically and mentally and emotionally by my mother, whether it was due to her actions or her inactions, uh, her friends, her husband, her boyfriends, and my life was garbage, in my opinion. I'm not saying that I'm not grateful to be here, but if I had been aborted, I would have no say at all. I would just not exist. I would feel no pain. Because let's be honest, y'all. Life can be very painful sometimes. I would not feel ungrateful. I would not feel betrayed because I wouldn't have felt anything. My life would have been over before it started. I would not have felt resentment. I would have not felt embarrassment. I would not have felt any of the negative emotions. Would I not have felt happiness? No. Would I not have felt joy? No. Would I have not felt pride? No, because I wouldn't have existed. And that's the the truth of it. Are we alive as soon as we are conceived? Do I believe that? Absolutely. But nothing gives us the right to be born. That is our mother's choice and our mother's choice alone. Because if my mother knew she could not take care of me, she was doing what she felt was right. The only reason she decided to keep me was when she realized that the government would help pick up the tab and help fix a mistake she had made. Now, let's go back to that word mistake. A lot of pro-lifers will use that 
end their argument of why the mother should not abort the child. They say it's a mistake she made, she shouldn't have to deal with it. Y'all are talking about these people's lives as if they went out and they partied and they had unprotected sex because they just felt like it. From what my mom told me, both she and my father were drunk. When you are under the influence, how can you be held accountable for your actions? You are the adult that chose to drink, yes. But when you suffer from depression, the way my mother suffers from depression, the way my family suffers from depression, when you start taking these substances into your body, you do it as a coping mechanism. My mother also suffers from bipolar disorder. So, put that into perspective. Was she in her right mind with two children, one of them three months old, suffering all alone because neither of her baby daddies wanted the children that she already had? Was she really under the right mind space when she started drinking with my father who had just got into a big argument, apparently a big argument with his wife and got drunk and slept with him. Can you honestly blame her? The life that she has lived is not a glamorous one. And right now, as I speak, she's lying in the hospital suffering from COVID, coughing up blood. There is no rest for the wicked, but are they actually wicked? It's a, it's a point of view, it's a perspective thing. So all these women out there being accused of making, air quote, mistakes, how do you know? You have no idea what these women go through. You have no idea what these men go through. You have no idea what these people are feeling. And honestly, to be quite frank, you have no idea what these women do or do not know. Because my cousin, she got pregnant at a young age. And she didn't know how it happened. She didn't know how to get pregnant. No one taught her because her family, her mother and her father were not in her life. And then our grandmother is very uh, old school where it's you're supposed to figure it out. Where there's no such thing as sex education. I'm not teaching you anything. You figure it out. So there was a long time when she had given someone oral that she thought that she got pregnant because he came in her mouth. So she was worried and she watched and she watched and she never got pregnant. She didn't know how it happened. And this was before you had smartphones. So let's let's talk about that. Technology has changed the way people learn things. Before, if you were like doing stuff with someone and something like that happened, you would freak out because there was no way to look it up unless you asked an adult. And then if you ask an adult, they're gonna ask you why are you asking. So she kept it to herself. Nowadays, in the year 2020, if a child were to do something like that and they don't know, they could look it up. But that's not the case anymore. Or that's, that wasn't the case then. So, you have all these people out here who are pro-lifers who say that they believe in this. They believe in this. They believe in that. But they don't believe in anything else that has to do with the child. Now, what does that mean? They believe the child should be born. They believe that the mother should take care of the own, their own child. They believe that if you can't take care of your own child, put it up for adoption. What they don't believe is using our collective money as a, as, a, as a country to take care of children and people who cannot take care of themselves. They refuse to acknowledge that gentr- not gentrification. Uh, well, well that, that too, but that's, that doesn't mean anything at this point. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, there's generational wealth that was denied to people of color. And when I say people of color, I don't just mean black people. Because people often forget that in the war, World War II, after that was over, I mean, there were still Asian people that fought for us, Native American, there were uh, Latino, but there was a larger black population. Blacks suffered the most, but we didn't suffer alone. 
And so you have all these different races that were being kept down, who could not take care of themselves, who did, did lack an education because they couldn't get a great education. And so that's when it affects us disproportionately. You will see, if you go and look up in America, the number of unwanted pregnancies by age, and you will see that the number is mostly for um, Caucasian women. But Caucasian women make up the majority, first of all. Second of all, there are certain religions, there are certain beliefs that in certain cultures that you don't get rid of a child. So even if the child is unwanted in a, say, Hispanic or Black culture or community, they will still have the child anyway because they believe it's the right thing to do. The abortion choice should be allowed and given to anyone and everyone who wants it. And that right there is the crux of it. There are someone who mentioned online that when someone says choice, that means that they have the option to, not that it will be for certain that they will get an abortion. You give that person the option. There are certain people that will say, hey, that they are out there getting abortions the day before their due date. And honestly, I'm not sure who believes that, but to have a cesarean before their due date means that the child is almost fully developed, almost means that the child will live once it's taken out. So if your due date is October 30th and you have to get an abortion uh, October 29th, that child could be given life. Could that child die? Yes, of course. But so can a child who was born on their due date. You have to monitor these things. You have to monitor the children that are born or if they're given a cesarean. However, it is very important to state that late-term pregnancy abortions are often taken into high consideration when it determines the risk of both the child and the mother. There was a joke on Family Guy where this couple walks in and the lady's pregnant and she's like, oh my God, I don't want to know the uh, sex of my baby. Don't tell me, don't tell me. And Peter was the uh, OGBYN or whatever it's called. And he's like, okay, well, I will tell you the child, or I'm sorry, I will tell you that it is not breathing. And that was the end of the joke. What isn't funny is the fact that that happens quite often where sometimes the child will get tangled up in its own umbilical cord and it will suffocate and it will die inside the woman before the mother had to give birth to that child when the child when it was time but nowadays you are given the option to have an abortion that child may be developed well beyond the point of when a legal abortion should be given but if the child is dead why would you force a woman to give birth to a her her dead child there's some people on there arguing that it's sad, but it should be done. And there are other people saying that it's barbaric. I am of the firm belief that if the child within the woman has died, that that woman should be able to get an abortion if she so chooses. And most likely she would choose that because it's very traumatic giving birth to something you know was dead. For anyone who is pro-life to justify making a woman give birth to a dead, her dead baby, I don't understand that. I feel like it goes against everything that you believe because that woman's life matters as well, does it not? You have no idea what's going through her head. What is she, what she's feeling when the time comes? Because she could be thinking suicide. She could be a single mother who, this is, of course, an out there scenario, but 
She could be a single mother because the person that she got pregnant by, her husband, her boyfriend, died unexpectedly. And they had sperm frozen and come to find out that the baby she was carrying died. And there was no other way for her to conceive. Now, that is an out there scenario. But what? think about it. What would that do to someone? What would that do to that young woman who is trying to build a life with the man that she loved, who she, she no longer has in her life to find out the life that was growing inside of her no longer exists. Psychologically, she lost every part of that man and it will most likely have lasting effects. And so it's these kinds of things that people need to think about before they make their own assumption or judgment regarding what a woman should or shouldn't do. I am a feminist. I believe in the uh, equal economic, social all of that legal rights that all genders should have. They should all be equal. And so the right to choose should be up to the woman because she is the one who's giving birth to the child. Men should have no say in what the woman should or shouldn't do. And that is just how I feel. If you feel differently, let me know. If you are pro-life and not pro-birth, as so many people have pointed out, Tell me how you have helped children and other people around the world who are born and can't or aren't wanted. Tell me how. Because I ask a lot of people this question, and when they say they're pro-life, I don't say, well, if you're pro-life, how have you done this and this? I will start off saying, if someone says, I'm pro-life, I don't believe in, you know, killing, I'll say, well, how many children are adopted in your family? I will ask them, how many children have you yourself sponsored or your parents sponsored around the world? How many people do you help? Do you go to soup kitchens? Do you go to foster homes? Do you go to this? Do you go to that? How do you help after that child is being born? And a lot of times, actually every time, the answers are always the same. They don't help because they say it's up to the parent's job to take care of that child. That's not pro-life. That's not even pro-birth. That is just vindictive. And if your belief is causing you to be that vindictive, you might want to question what it is you believe and why you believe it. King Kyrie signing off. Peace out for now. And I, as always, I enjoy talking to y'all. Have a good one.